Hello and welcome to the 33rd episode of Final Fantasy Union. I'm your host, Kyle Winan, and I'm here with podcast co-host, Jamie Quartz. Hello again. Uh, Epics and Administrator, David Turner. Hey. And GamingUnion.net Editor-in-Chief, Daryl. Hi. Thanks for the enthusiasm, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Lauren's away for this weekend. She's over at college uh, for the entire weekend. She's got a message, though. She says, I love you guys, and I miss you guys, and Snow and Utada Hikaru uh, is preventing me from appearing on your interwebs. Peace. Peace. Awesome. And uh, next weekend, she'll be at KatsuCon with Marina as well, just an FYI for anybody going to that. Uh, you can probably catch up with her on DeviantArt. That's probably the best way, or Twitter, and you can hang out with her there. So we have a uh, quick show this episode. Of course, we got news first, and then question segment. Then we're out of here with music from Zircon and our outro. And just remind everybody, Final Fantasy Union is part of the podcast series Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union. It's produced by Gaming Union and TweaksMusic.com, and comes out on GamingUnion.net as well as iTunes and David FF-XIII.net. Excellent. And we got a few show updates concerning one topic, so I guess it's one update. <laughs> we have a podcast editor now that is not Kyle Winan. Finally. <laughs> yeah. Got rid of Kyle. <laughs> he's always a complainer. He is. Remember that one time that you skipped an episode? Yeah, actually it was twice. Anyway. <laughs> uh, we now have Brian Arnold as our podcast editor, once again, as we mentioned on Kingdom Hearts Union. Uh, his remixer name is Tweaks. He's a prolific OC remixer, graduate of theater and film studies, and he is quite the audio guy, to say the least. He's also a composer, runs tweaksmusic.com, which is his own production company, does composition and sound effects and everything in between. Jack of all trades. Jack of all music trades. And also, as we mentioned last Kingdom Hearts Union episode, our new release date is Tuesdays because Brian edits on Mondays. So, you guys ready for Final Fantasy Union news? All right, David, would you like to take the first one? Uh, so uh, there was an interview with Katase. He's the producer on Final Fantasy Thirteen, And he was discussing uh, the development of Final Fantasy Thirteen and how it started on the PS2. Uh, he was mentioning that it costed them about 1.5 years to originally start it on the PS2 and then transition it to the PS3. So in other words, if they had started working on it on the PS3 originally... We probably could have had the game about a year earlier. Yeah. Or maybe even a year and a half earlier. They had to rewrite the whole story. It took forever. Yeah, and they had to change all the game mechanics and stuff. Or another thing is they could have continued developing on the PS2 and we would have gotten probably, uh, I don't know, we would have seen out- outdated by then. Well, I don't know. If it came out like uh, maybe within the same year as God of War 2, then it wouldn't be too bad. Well, didn't Final Fantasy twelve come out the same year as God of War 2? I think it came out maybe a year before. No, it was 2006 in October, and I think God of War 2 came out months later in March. Oh, I think I could be wrong, but I'm pretty pretty sure. But even still, God of War 2 holds up by today's standards. Even yeah, I mean they just re-released it. Yeah, and they used to release a Final Fantasy game on the on the PS1 generation. They used to release one every year, one every two years. That's not really possible anymore now. Yeah, well, I think the a large part of why this one took so long as well is also developing the engine. They would have used Final Fantasy XII's engine, and they probably would have finished it faster than from the start of the PS3 development time to the end of it. So we could have had it like two years ago on PS2, which would be in 2008. Eh. Maybe three years ago. Uh, what else was in that interview, David? Yeah, uh, there was a few other things, but uh, one of the more important things I noticed was 
that uh, since uh, the localization time for the international version was so short, it was only like, I don't know, four months, I think. They said that there wasn't any time to add any extra content like they often uh, do. So they might have some DLC instead. That's interesting, considering uh, they previously denied wanting to make DLC, thinking they wanted to ship the complete package. Yeah, they denied quite vehemently as well. They uh, seem to remember them saying that they don't believe in DLC. Yeah. I found that they've gone back and forth uh, between liking it and not liking it uh, when in interviews like this. Well, they said, uh, they said at one point that games with DLC are cheating their consumers. Well, if it's free, then I guess they still stand by their word. But if it's paid, which it most likely would be... $5, we're cheating you. Yeah. <laughs> we're just going to admit it. We said we're cheating you. The thing I'm most concerned about is that um, it, it, the DLC will be the extra stuff that they were talking about that they had to cut out of the game. Like what? Like uh, Lightning's hometown and... There, there's also a rumor that it could be the content that gets added to the international version, which we wouldn't get anyway, because they never released international versions in the West. Are they even going to do an international version for this? Because isn't that usually when they... Well, isn't this the international version? No, they, in Japan they release the game and then they release an international version, which is like an extension. Yeah, but their content is usually mostly based on uh, the changes made from the North American and European releases, which there is none. No, it's not. Well, what was the difference for Final Fantasy X's? What, um, in ten they added all the Dark Aeons and Penance, and twelve they added all the Zodiac jobs and stuff. I hate when they do that and they like cut something from the game. And then you have to pay for it later on. Well, the thing uh, is, like, games like Soul Calibur 4, like, day one, the, the game was released, they had all these, like, armor packs that you could buy. Yeah. And, like, oh, come on, you could put that on the disc. Yeah, like, one month after the game's released, we're going to release a DLC pack of stuff that we cut from the game. It's like, Border- Borderlands has been out three months, and they've had three DLC packs already. Or look at Resident Evil 5. Yeah. Or me and my cat, or what's the Katamari game they released on 360 where the content was Beautiful on Katamari? the disc? Yeah, beautiful Katamari. Well, I, I can't see that in Final Fantasy thirteen though. If they if they do that, it'll be extra stuff and it'll be like, you know. I just hope it's not something that was cut from the game for good reason and then they decide to charge five dollars for it. I think for me to buy uh, a downable pack for Final Fantasy thirteen, I think it would have to be something very significant. What, you mean downloading extra costumes wouldn't be significant? No, I, I don't think I'd do that. <laughs> well, if it, was, if it was free, then put whatever. But I mean, yeah. if they're, if they're going to charge... I, I like Borderlands examples. Like, if they were to charge per side quest, I'd hate that. Yeah. Because, I mean, why aren't those side quests in the game to begin with? They should be. All right, on that note... Uh, our next story, uh, there was a resume of a Square Enix or former Square Enix employee that popped up on the website LinkedIn, which is like a professional networking website. It's like Facebook for work. Yeah, so there's not as much drunk pictures on it. Oh. Yeah. So uh, on the resume, the person claimed they had work experience on a few Square Enix games, including Final Fantasy XIV on the PC, PS3, and surprise, the Xbox 360. And that came as a surprise because it's only been announced as a PS3 and PC game. So they may have spilt the beans here. It's not a massive surprise because they announced that they were talking with Microsoft. Yeah, surprise. Sony makes an announcement of an exclusive game and then my, and then it gets sold to Microsoft. <laughs> Where have I seen this before? Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. Like almost every franchise? Yeah. Huh. Uh, yeah. The director of the game, uh, Hiromichi Tanaka. Uh, so there's been talks with Microsoft, and at E3 they had to clarify that. Wait, what was it, Daryl? You were there. Well, they they basically made it sound like a PS3 exclusive, but then it was coming on the PC as well. I, I haven't heard how good or bad Final Fantasy XI was on the 360, but it was the same game. 
it was just the PS2 version. They just ported it over. They didn't improve it at all. But the whole problem was that if you wanted to play Final Fantasy XI, you had to pay for Xbox Live and you had to pay for Final Fantasy XI. Yeah, that's nasty. Well, I mean, the more the merrier. I, I don't care if this game's multi-platform. I mean, it's on PC. It's an MMO. I think this, the, these ones of the Final Fantasy franchise, uh, well, they might generate a lot of cash because, you know, you guys subscribe to the game as well, but they don't sell as, like, I just don't think, I mean, they sell. I mean, I was about to say they don't sell as much as, say, Final Fantasy thirteen day one. Because if you count every month as a separate sale, well, then there you go. Well, it's sold a lot, plus it's got subscriptions. I mean, Final Fantasy... Plus, you also have to... Yeah, I mean, you have to think about copies of the game sold as well, because there's been about five expansion packs, too. Yeah. But, I mean, Final Fantasy XI was, like, Square Enix's main revenue stream. I think it was their most profitable uh, division. Well, didn't Final Fantasy XI, isn't that what the uh, secondary Final Fantasy team became? Um, I think they made a tertiary one for that one, because they, they still have two teams, I believe. Well, why are they taking so long to produce them? Good question. Well, there's the eleven team, then there's the Final Fantasy twelve team who also made Final Fantasy, I don't know when, what else, but... There's 11, 12, and then there's the 13 team. And the 13 team's made a bunch of other Final Fantasies. The 12, I don't know, made Final Fantasy 9, maybe. Um, so, and the 12, the 11 teams, yeah, they've been always on 11 or now 14. It used to work that the, uh, like, when 7 was out, like, 8 was already in development for, like, a year and a half. Yeah. I'm positive Final Fantasy 15's at least in some stage of concept. And the team who made 12 is working on that. That's like when Mass Effect 2 was announced. They said they were already working on 3 before 2 came out. Here's my prediction. I don't think there'll be an announcement this year, but definitely next year, E3. You know, for having three, pot, potentially three teams on Final Fantasy, they're really freaking slow. Oh, I know. Uh, we got to keep moving along. Uh, Daryl, do you want to take the next one? It's Musically Inclined. Sure. Um, it's not massive news, but some select tracks from Final Fantasy XIII are being released on a vinyl record. The uh, one system I don't have and have never had. <laughs> I think many people have it. I think only like the most hardcore people are going to be getting this. It is a first for the series, but I believe that they've also announced they're doing for Final Fantasy XVII. Yeah, I think this is just bizarre. How many Final Fantasy fans own record players? Half. <laughs> <laughs> Half. More now. <laughs> well, it might be slightly different in Japan. Who knows? I mean, it might just be something following with the trends. Yeah. I think it's stupid. Me too. Yeah, it comes out on uh, February 26th in Japan. Uh, I would, I, I wouldn't mind hearing it. I don't. I wouldn't actually want to own it and pay for it, but. All right, uh, we'll keep this ball rolling. Daryl, uh, you want to do this one as well? Sure. I want to roll. I'll uh, do a second one. Uh, Nomura has recently said that there are no plans for a Final Fantasy VII remake yet. How many times have we heard this before? Yeah, it's funny though because it's like it's like basically like people like throwing a bunch of rocks at him. He's like slowly like giving in. It's like <laughs> no, no Final Fantasy remakes ever. No, we're not gonna do it. No, no seven remake. Oh, I know we've done one through six, but no seven. No, no seven. And then like eventually one like kind of popped him in the side of the head, and he's like, oh, not yet, not yet. <laughs> I mean, I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say I didn't say we weren't. I just said not yet. Well, they said like a couple of years ago that they'd uh, they do one if their development schedule is cleared up, but I don't think that's gonna happen anytime soon. I- I'm pretty sure they keep filling up their schedules. That's what companies do. Yeah, with games that no one really wants, like the Crystal Bearers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they should take that team and stick them on 7 Remake. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. However, the second thing he said was also quite interesting. He said that Cloud Strife, and I presume other characters, will be making more cameos in Square Enix games. What sort of Square Enix games? Kingdom Hearts 3? Dissidia 2. Itagaki Street, which we'll never see. It could be appearing in a Gito as a someone you can employ, like he appeared in Tactics. 
Yeah, I don't really care to see Cloud in other games unless I mean, okay, Kingdom Hearts. He's he's not really. It's, it's kind of like going just beyond a cameo. Uh, kind of, I don't know. Kind of is. He's kind of there for just like people who like him. Uh, outside of the games, he's already the three main ones he cameos in. Uh, I can't really see a good way of using him other than to be like, "Hey, look, it's Cloud." Ah, uh, bye now. There is a uh, slight extension to this as well. Um, they, I think Kataze said that they couldn't do it at the moment because rendering Final Fantasy VII in HD is too difficult. Oh my god. That's like the worst excuse. Well, they, they pointed at Final Fantasy XIII and the lack of towns and they said that it would be too hard to like make Midgar. Forget that we showed you a video of Midgar two years ago. That's that only took real. us a month. Why don't they just make it on the PS3 where they have all the extra disk storage? Well, I, I bet that's what they're referring to the the, the storage space. I, I think it's such a lame excuse because, like, okay, uh, Polyphony Digital say it takes them like six months to make one car, and they're still coming up with their game. Jamie, how many expansive ne- uh, this generation games have you seen that you think would dwarf Final Fantasy's ooh towns? So many, so many. I was creeped out when I was in the in the village in Uncharted 2. Yeah, Assassin's Creed 2. Yeah, Assassin's Creed 2 is another good example. You could probably even put GTA 4 in there. I think Metal Gear Solid 4 would be a good example. And, and even Assassin's Creed 2 is a really good example because that's on 360 on one disc. Yeah, so I think that's a really lame excuse that the towns, I think they're just kind of pulling stuff out of there. They're like, yeah, I can't do it because, uh, yeah, my uh, I got to go home this weekend. Actually. My wife's having a baby. In seven months. We gotta make more games that don't sell a million copies. (laughs) (laughs) It's very important. (laughs) Okay, moving right along. This is my most interesting piece of news. Uh, The tech demo, or a tech demo, leaked for the Grin-developed Final Fantasy, which was never released. Well, it's still maybe. Yeah, it's still maybe. It was codenamed Fortress. It it leaked onto YouTube. Does it involve teams? uh, No. Grin is a Swedish developer, and apparently how the story goes was... They weren't up to Square Enix's grade for how the development of Fortress was going, so they yanked development from Grin, and Grin thus went bankrupt and closed. Grin must look at some of the other stuff Square Enix produced and just think, what the hell? Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. But uh, what else has Grin made? They've made the... Uh, uh, Bionic Commando. Uh, yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. And uh, they made Wanted as well, Yeah, which both did really badly. And Terminator Salvation. Yes, which again did really badly. Uh, the video was yanked off the internet, if I didn't mention that already, by Square Enix. If you go to YouTube, it says, this was probably Square Enix, blah, blah, blah. So, which shows it was legit. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, It showed a player character running around. He looked really big and bulky, and he didn't look like a typical Final Fantasy character. It just looked like Final Fantasy Eleven. Yeah. But it looked like he was running around, yeah, in an MMO world, uh, wooded and de- desert-like areas. He also fought uh, a large enemy, uh, and then a soldier-like enemy, which he killed two of. But it wasn't like there wasn't any sort of, like, tactical battle system. It was literally like, it looked like an action sort of game where you'd smash A to attack, and then you would do that, and then you would dodge and stuff. But uh, at one point, it also showed him riding a chocobo, which was real, really the deal deal sealer there because it was it was a fully animated chocobo. And was it playing the music too? Uh, no, unfortunately. <laughs> but you could probably overdub the video. With that the was music. my favorite part of Crystal Bear is when you got on a chocobo, it played a really sweet remix of the song. Oh yeah, yeah. all right. Jamie reviewed that in the past month. We'll we'll talk about that for one minute. <laughs> so, uh, what do you, what do you guys think of this whole grin Final Fantasy thing? This is basically like a hundred percent confirming it. Yeah, it's, it's weird. I mean, I think I would have enjoyed that sort of game. It might have been good. good. Grin, Grin has been very hit and miss. Yeah. And, uh, 
It might have been a hit because they had a lot of misses recently. Yeah. According to former Grant employees, because there's no current Grant employees because they're all fired and don't exist, uh, the game is continuing production with another company. So I don't know if that means they'll continue what Grant has made or just scrap. It could be the first Western-developed Final Fantasy. Yeah, exactly. Scary. Well, I mean, if they gave it to Bethesda, it'd be all right. Or if they gave it to Bioware, they'd be all right. But, but no, they give it to companies like Double Helix. Yeah, but don't most Western developers hate Japanese RPGs? I'd say they don't like games like Japanese RPGs, but I'd say considering... Think Bethesda yeah. when you think Western RPGs. I can't remember who it was, but it might have been Bioware that said that like just Japanese RPGs are just getting way too stale. and Well, they aren't really doing anything with them. Well, I know. Yeah. One of the eight doctors who work at Bioware. <laughs> They're all doctors. Yeah, it's a good spot to be. Uh, any any thoughts on the, this uh, fortress? Daryl, would you have liked to see it? I wasn't overly impressed with what I saw. But it was only a tech demo, so it's a bit harsh to judge. Yeah, that's the thing. It's hard yeah, to go by. That's like judge. the Duke Nukem tech demo that got slipped out. It's like, really? What can you go by on that? Yeah. It did look really terrible, though. David? I don't know anything about it, so no comment. You didn't see the video? No, I, I've, I've not seen the in, uh, the videos. So. But it's a Western-developed Final Fantasy, David. What do you think about that? I'm not too impressed, if that is the case. No, sir. I don't like it. <laughs> Maybe they can get it made by Rocksteady. They'll turn a Cloud Strife into a comic book hero and put him on an island where he has to face against Final Fantasy villains from down the years. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jamie. Uh, moving right along. Tell us about Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, the Crystal Bears for Wii. Since you reviewed that this past month, you have 60 seconds. It was not so good. The end. <laughs> Done. <laughs> um, it's, I don't know. It's, you know what the big problem with it is? Is it has really good design to it. And for a Wii game, it looks great. Yeah, it looks great. And it's just kind of disappointing that, like, the, the combat and everything is so shallow. Like, all you do is literally point at a guy and flick him. Yeah. <laughs> or I was point like, at an object and deeper? flick it at a guy. Yeah. Except there are cows that shoot lasers from their udders. Yeah. Yeah, that, was that exciting. is exciting. You can pick them up and fire lasers at people. I mean, I saw it. Pretty, someone pretty much just said it. it's just a game that's made up of mini games. It was too boring, and not only that, but your arm got really sore playing it. Uh, we're about to hit up uh, our next segment, but Jamie actually has to run. No work time. Yeah, so uh, lame. He's gonna bid us adieu. There you go, Jamie. You have been dubbed lame. <laughs> I will be missed. Yeah. All right, time for questions segment. Our first question is from... Akisura, 12. Uh, they say, don't want to sound like a pest, but uh, will you ever make that Crisis Core FXN Lost cutscene? And will you ever make a chain of cutscenes like the time you did the FXN movie? Um, for people who got more into this podcast series in the last, I don't know, five months? Before we were called Final Fantasy Union, we were called the FXN Final Fantasy Podcast. And before that, we were the FXN Final Fantasy 13 Podcast. And for fun, I think I started in episode three. We do we did these lost cutscenes where I'd take the voices of Final Fantasy characters from uh, the various games. I think the first one was Tifa from Advent Children. And I took her harassing Cloud and instead cut Cloud's voice and moved her dialogue around and stuck my voice in there. And it, hilarity ensued. And then the best one was Rufus one where uh, he sounded like some sort of weird freak. <laughs> uh, episode four, if you want to catch that, catch on GamingUnion.net. Um Anyway, uh, a long time ago, I think episode 6 or 16, I promised a Crisis Core version of that using Zach's voice and the crew's interacting with that. 
and I never made it because I never had time. And people are still asking. That'd be a lot harder to make because you'd actually have to play through the game. Well, I can just watch the uh, scenes on YouTube. I found them all, but it's just really tricky to make those. It's so time-consuming, and I never have time. Uh, so I probably won't be making that. I, can, I, I guarantee I won't be making that. I forgot about that <laughs> until I was reminded just now. Uh, so... No, I won't be making that. Although, if you keep on emailing Kyle, I'm sure he'll uh, do something. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> the last big epic thing I made was in August when it was uh, FXN24's intro. But I don't think I'll be making anything like that for quite a long time. Because, one, we have Brian now, who's doing these awesome uh, musical intros. So, we don't really need it. And, two, it takes me like a week to make those things. Because it's just so much effort need is needed in creativity. So... Probably not going to make any. I think I might do a bloopers episode eventually where I just... Oh, actually, not a bloopers episode. Like, I'll just stick all the ones we've made previously, like, end-to-end and stick that up as, like, a special extra episode, maybe. I'll I'll see if people... Do people want that? Let me know. If you want that, sure. I'll piece them all together nicely. I I want that. And, uh, okay, let's say we'll do this next question, but really quick. It's from 99potions on the Gaming Union forums. As far as gameplay goes, are you guys fans of the experience point system or something like the sphere grid system? What about assigning jobs or junction GFs, Guardian Forces, uh, using materia to alter your character stats? Is it great that Final Fantasy uses different methods in each game to level your characters, or should they just adopt one that works? I think it's great that they do, because otherwise the games would just become stale, and it's a problem that other RPG franchises have, because they just kind of keep everything the same. It just become like same system, different story sort of thing, and you know, no thanks. Yeah, uh, I didn't really mind the the sphere grid system. Uh, same with the the licensing system in Final Fantasy twelve. Uh, I, I thought they were pretty good systems. I think they were flawed in uh, a lot of ways, but same with all other games. I'd say Final Fantasy VIII was the worst for me, personally. Like the junctioning system? Yeah, I never got a hold of it. Twelve. The problem with twelves was that everyone could just become the same character. Nothing, no one was unique. That was my only problem with uh, the Sphere Grid as well. Well, so the Sphere Grid, people still had their own things, like Yuna still had summons and stuff. The twelve, like, literally everyone was the same, other than the quickenings. Well, I mean, it was up to you to have them different i mean if you wanted balthier to be a summoner go ahead or if you wanted balthier to be a shooter like he you know starts out as then you can go for it but if you want him to use swords and stuff why not i i like that i don't think it's a downfall or a bad thing to have the ability to make your characters whatever you want some people like i hated final fantasy 9 for that one i didn't hate final fantasy 9 i hated the specific aspect of final fantasy 9 where it was so limiting what i could make everybody and i had to work with that i mean it, it was doable it was fun but in the end i i didn't prefer that oh i kind of liked that it gave everybody a, a very unique identity i like both i prefer the ability to mix them up a bit more to my tuning but I, I like I appreciate how Final Fantasy as a series jumps around a lot. I mean, I think it's important to keeping it fresh and yeah. I mean, if you look at Final Fantasy twelve, like the amount of stuff that they did in that game that everyone is now copying. Yeah, exactly. Any final thoughts? They are the innovators. All right, just to remind everybody, uh, you can ask us whatever you want. Final Fantasy gaming podcast site forums, whatever. But we usually pick the Final Fantasy ones because they're the best. Uh, you can ask the questions on the Gaming Union forums or on the FXN forums. And we both have questions threads in there. I think on FXN, it's in the news forum. On Gaming Union, it's in the podcast forum. So, uh, since Jamie's not here, I'll do the FF Music segment. We 
have a new piece from Zircon, our friend, ally. Uh, if this was a fictional world, he'd probably wield some sort of battle axe. <laughs> uh, the remix title is Final Fantasy VI Desertion. Uh, the original game is, you guessed it, Final Fantasy VI. And it's for OC Remix, but it's not actually released on OC Remix yet. He put this one out on Twitter first, and it's actually going through the judging process on OC Remix. So it'll be there in a few days. So you'll get to hear it first here, possibly, unless you are, uh, subscribe to Zircon's Twitter, which you can find it on zirconmusic.com. So you can find Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union on GamingUnion.net and David? FF-XIII.net. And of course, you can subscribe on iTunes. Just search Final Fantasy and we pop up number one for podcasts. Next Tuesday's episode will be Mini Gup. And the next Final Fantasy Union will be on March 2nd. David, Daryl, would you like to say your farewells? Bye. Farewell. And just to remind everybody, Lauren is at Katsukon. You can catch her up there, as well as Marina. Before we go, I I just want to say one more thing. Uh, I've been playing some Final Fantasy VII on the PSP, and it's awesome. Everybody should go get it. Fantastic. And I'm Kyle saying goodbye. This has been a GamingUnion.net and TweaksMusic.com production.